0: Well this morning we are continuing a series that we kicked off last week, Pretty Ugly people. And um, I'm sorry if this offends you because you are you are all beautiful people. And uh, I understand that your outward appearance is spectacular. And we know your inward appearance is also spectacular. But really what the series is talking about is that there's times in life where all of us can focus on outward appearances and miss the things that are deeper, the heart. And it's a tendency of all of us. We happen to live in a world that is so focus on appearances, right? So focused on appearances. Everything is, is flashy, is fancy, is sexy to try to get our attention. And we've heard all kinds of different phrases that have just become part of our world that just, just seems like are almost truths that we don't really even question whatsoever because it's so much a part of our culture, is that image is everything, right? That image is what is important. Image is what sells. Image is what's it's significant. I've heard the phrase as well, perception is reality, Right? You've heard this phrase, this is a part of our culture and part of our world, that if people perceive that to be true, if people perceive it to be the fact, that's what's real. Or we've also heard in the business world that sales is king. That's the most important thing, is selling, selling, selling. So that is significant. All of these things reflect values in our world. The value that what looks like on the outside, the things that look on the outside, are more significant. Well, there's times that, you know, these illusions, I don't think that any of these statements are really true, and they're definitely not biblical. I think that it's fun that on occasion, uh, some of those uh, things kind of fall on their face. Sometimes there are uh, Photoshop. Fails that take place and you can see the how fake the world really is. Um, I've come across some of these, but here is an example of one. Here is a Photoshop fail. Okay. Uh, I don't think that that is a natural bicep on the right right there. If it is, you need to go get surgery right away because there's something wrong with that bicep on the right. So if you were sending this to a young lady to impress her. I'm sorry, but uh, uh, we we had a little Photoshop fail right there. Here's here's another one that I found Photoshop fail. I think there there's no chance that all of this girl's organs could fit in her body. If this is a real picture, uh, it's and the right arm and left arm seem unnaturally small. But sometimes some of these squeak through or find their way on the internet um, after people photoshop them okay all right i'm gonna warn you this is the most provocative of them all but uh this is a fun one okay here here we go uh don't hate her because she has curves just pray for her poor horse look at that horse's legs (laughs) um Uh, Something went wrong in Photoshop. Okay. All right. So it's fun that on occasion, we get a glimpse into the fact that the world is fake that some of the things that we see on you know, these, these sales or advertisements or, or these ads, that the reality is that that isn't even close to what is really going on. And so um, it's fun to be able to see and move past those pretenses, but the reality is that's exactly what we should expect, right? We should expect from the world and we should expect from uh, actors and people who are models To put on a lot of makeup, try to Photoshop it, make it really look good, because that is what they're selling. That's what's important. So we should expect actors to act pretty, shouldn't we? However, it should not be the trend with Christians. That we put on this pretense, or we put on this appearance, that the world is different than reality. Christian people should be people that are firmly rooted in what is real. You know, today's uh, title, what I'm going to preach about today is when you only develop the things that people see, you end up empty in the things that matter. Let me repeat that one more time. That if you only develop the things people see, you end up empty in the things that that matter and so it's imperative, I think, for us to say, as people of faith, we 're going to make sure that we stop the hypocrisy, that hypocrisy is not a part of our life. In many ways, I think that uh, this is. The reputation that Christian people sometimes have gotten is that Christian people or people of faith are hypocrites. Sometimes they've gotten that reputation because it seems as though Christian people maybe want to put on a front or put on false pretense that we are righteous and we are right and we have it all figured out and life is simple and beautiful and everything is perfect. And if you follow Jesus too, everything would be perfect as well. But the reality is is hypocrisy is the version it hypocrisy to Christians is the same version as photoshop fails is to actors and models. It's the same thing. It's it's really when you look at it and you see it, especially if you're not a Christian person, when you look at it and see it, you point and laugh cuz you're like I knew it was fake. I knew there was fake, fake things behind that, and they really aren't that happy or perfect or righteous. Hypocrisy should not be anything that is a part of our life. And in fact, in the scriptures, we see that Jesus regularly talks about this, talks about it quite a bit. And he points it out in people all the time. And I think it's something that we have to give more attention and thought to is that Jesus says hypocrisy should not be a part of our life. In fact, Jesus calls for the reverse. He calls us to be publicly gracious and privately righteous. Hypocrisy is being publicly chastising everyone and being privately Privately participating in some of the th- same things that you publicly chastise. That's hypocrisy, right? But Jesus elevates and talks about being publicly gracious and privately righteous. So let's look in Luke, or I'm sorry, in Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6 verse 1, it says this. It says, be careful. Be careful not to practice your righteousness. Righteousness. In front of others, to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets, to be honored by others. Truly, I tell you, they've received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Following this is the the Lord's Prayer where Jesus instructs people how we should pray. And he also gives more warning on being hypocritical in how we fast. The principle of fasting where people will take Uh, A series of time or a period of time where they don't eat to seek God. And there was people that did it in a way that was showy and uh, tried to make a big spectacle of it. And Jesus says that's a problem as well. So what this passage is talking about is talking about private gifts, private prayers, and private fasting. That Jesus is saying that you should be publicly gracious and privately righteous. That privately there should be something that is, that is beneath the surface that is deeper than maybe our Instagram feed. That the reality is, is that our faith is not a publicity stunt. Our faith isn't something that we should do outwardly to show others, look at who I am. And Jesus warned strictly against this. Because it's something that people can fall into in any area of life. People can fall into presenting to the world and pretending to the world that this is what I'm like. And this is what I represent. And look at me. All of these outward appearances. But the reality is if we focus on those in life. We're empty in the real things that matter. So, the question to all of us, in thinking about these three private things that Jesus lifts up, and he says, Private gifts, private prayer, private fasting. The question, the obvious question to us is, Is there anything beneath the surface in our spiritual life? That's a good question for all of us to really ask. Is there something deep and beneath the surface that is working and is going on? Is there something substantial? Or is our, our spiritual life and the spiritual journey that we're on just kind of shallow? And, you know, nothing really deep. And here he talks about giving. And the question is, 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 it, is it something that... Okay, you know maybe maybe uh, there's moments in time we'll I'll give and we'll uh, we'll we'll make a spectacle about it I'll give and I'll feel good about myself or is there something in my heart where I am becoming more and more generous and I'm be becoming more and more thoughtful about how I can help other people and how I can give more and how I can serve and how I can how I can do these things not just so. It's seen or I feel good about myself. Are my my prayers just superficial prayers? Like maybe, hey, maybe we say a prayer around dinner or maybe we we say a prayer in church or maybe we do a couple of these things. But my prayer life really haven't talked to God very much lately. Or I haven't, haven't spent time really reflecting and really having anything that is deep in my prayers. Is it... Is there anything else in my spiritual life or in my life in general where I'm trying to put out a picture of pretense in some way, pretending, pretending that everything is good, pretending that my life with God is deep? You know, there is a um, the, the third commandment that is I probably the least talked about commandment in the scripture. The Ten Commandments come to us. From the Old Testament that are principles that lots of different um, societies have gone to to look at how we're going to order ourselves. How we're going to have moral standards. And the third commandment is one that is significantly overlooked. It's this. Don't take the Lord's name in vain. That's the third commandment. Don't take the Lord's name in vain. Okay, we talk. Uh, we can get. Yeah. Don't murder, don't lie, don't steal Don't commit adultery Those are ones that make a lot of sense But this one Don't take the Lord's name in vain You don't think that we talk about that very often And, and when we do Here's what I've heard from people most often When we talk about taking the Lord's name in vain is, Don't say uh, God's name is a cuss word Okay, I think that's a fair thing We shouldn't do that We shouldn't like use your God's name trivially Uh, like like that way and use it as a cuss word and like think about it in that way. And maybe even some people have expanded it and say, you know, don't use cuss words in general. And that's the principle that we want to establish with the third commandment. And I was always like, really, that's the third commandment is just like, don't use those words in that way. But when you really look at the third commandment deeper, it's a much broader principle. That really speaks specifically to what we're talking about. In some ways, the term vain in this context is means empty or nothing or worthless or to no good purpose. It's talking about trivializing God. It's talking about like using God in a way that like is kind of like oh yeah God whatever. That it's that it's really. Not that big of a deal that we just kind of like almost uh, passively talk about it instead of really be thoughtful and deep in the way that we speak of God. I think another way that we can put it, especially in the context of our conversation here, is don't be vain in speaking about the Lord. Another way to put it that, that kind of contextualizes it in our world a little bit better that don't be vain in how we do things for the lord that it's for me it's for my purpose it's for my glorification it's for me looking good but really beneath the surface it's about me it's not about god do you ever trivialize or ever like kind of like just kind of make your, your faith something that is small and insignificant in a way, that is, that is a dangerous thing. It's a dangerous thing to look at the God of the universe who created all things, who is in charge of all things, and just to kind of like almost trivialize and say, yeah, kind of a part of my life. Yeah, I'm a Christian. I represent Jesus. I'm a disciple of Jesus. I'm a follower of Jesus. And really... Deep down in our heart and in our life, it's not sincere. Nothing has changed. There's nothing deep. It's all surface level. And so it's something that is a a warning. Of course, I think our words are definitely a part of it. There's no question about it. But it's talking deeper than, you know, do you in any way, like, say things about God or practice faith or... Uh, live out the Christian walk in a way that is insincere or untrue, where deep down in our heart, we really don't follow through with what we say on the outside or where we confess and profess, kind of taking the Lord's name in vain in that way. Jesus has lots of different interactions where he talks about this. And another one, another bad interaction he has with religious leaders of his day happened in Luke chapter 12. And it says this. He said this. It says, be on your guard against the yeast of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. There's nothing concealed that will not be disclosed or hidden that will not be made known. What you've said in the dark will be heard in the daylight. What you have whispered in the ear of the inner rooms will be proclaimed from the roofs. I tell you, my friends, do not be afraid of those who kill the body and after that can do no more. But I'll show you whom you shall fear. Fear him who, who after the body has been killed as authority to throw you into hell. Yes, I tell you, fear him. Fear him. Are not five sparrows sold for two pennies? Yet not one of them is forgotten by God. Indeed, the very hairs on your head are numbered. Don't be afraid you are worth more than many sparrows. I tell you, whoever publicly acknowledges me before others, the Son of Man will also acknowledge before the angels of God, but whoever disowns me before others will be disowned before the angels of God. Jesus is giving this speech as a way to remind us and push us away from hypocrisy. That that whatever you say, whatever you do, whatever you profess and proclaim, that you need to understand and realize that God sees it all. God sees your motive behind it. God sees if you're sincere with it. God sees if it's something that is significant and meaningful in your life. But sometimes what we do, and this is the yeast of the Pharisees or the ways or practice of these religious leaders of this time, is they're doing everything to be seen by others. And God sees through it all. And Jesus saw through it and called them out on it on a number of different occasions. Beware of hypocrisy. So how can we be, be on guard against hypocrisy in our own life? I think, first of all, we can seek to impress God alone. Seek to be somebody that is focused on impressing and honoring and pleasing God alone. People who have um, faith should really be the least hypocritical people in the world. If you think about it like this, just take a step back and think about what is taking place. If you're a person of faith, you believe that there is a God that is all knowing, a God that is all powerful and a God that cannot be fooled. If you have that belief in life, there should really be no hypocrisy in our life whatsoever, because we recognize and realize that God can see through all of it. I think if you're a person that doesn't believe in faith, it makes sense to be hypocritical. It makes sense to pretend. It makes sense to try to appear as you're better than you are in some way or another. Because it's possible you won't get found out. It's possible you can fool people. And we realize you can fool people. But if you're a person of faith that believes in God... We should be the least hypocritical people on earth because we know something that is significant and overrides everything else. That, that the, the God of the universe that we are accountable to is the one that sees through it all. So, who cares what other people think? Who cares if people think that we're maybe not righteous all the time, which we know we're not? Be honest. We can't hide from God. And that's the point that is made right here is really people of faith, deep people of faith should contemplate and realize that God sees it all. He sees every conversation, every motive, every thought, everything that happens in our homes. God sees it all. In addition to that. We should seek to impress God alone, but we should also be transparent. In ways that are appropriate, of course, there's things in our life that we're working through and dealing with that don't need to be dealt with on the public square. But the reality is, is we shouldn't be people that are spending a lot of time and attention on putting out something, something that is false, something that isn't true. Be transparent. Be transparent. And I think this is a wonderful testimony, a wonderful testimony of what it looks like to be a Christian that you can say, this is, this is where I've come from. Got some stuff in my background that I'm not proud of. This is, you know, this is who I am right now. And this is who I'm hoping to be in the future. That's a great way to live out your Christian life is just to kind of be honest and open with people is this is this is where this is where I've been. This is where I'm at right now. And this is where I'm trying to go. This is what I'm trying to do. What a great, honest way to be able to put aside any kind of false pretense, anything that is acting and like pretending that everything's all right. Just be honest about yourself and be honest publicly about where you're at in life. As people of faith, we should be transparent about those things. No pretense. Stop pretending. Quick to admit wrong. And quick to forgive. These are the things that we should, should be a part of our lives. I remember a long time ago when I was a kid and this was... Uh, A story that I've told quite a bit normally around youth group circles, but I'll share it with you Uh, It tends to be a story that that youth group kids appreciate more maybe than adults But I think I might might have shared it before here, but I was about three years old And I remember I had um, an emergency situation that all of us have had uh, but when I was three years old, I was uh, at a campground, and I was hanging out with my parents, and I didn't know exactly where the restrooms were, and it became urgent, uh, ever been there before. Okay, it became very urgent, and as a three-year-old, I didn't have the wherewithal to figure out how to deal with this situation, didn't know exactly where to go, and the, uh, let's just say, there was an accident. The worst kind of accident, okay? And uh, I was there trying to deal with my situation and trying to figure it out. My parents were, were uh, still in uh, a church service, and I was kind of waiting outside the door, and uh, people were passing by and kind of making weird faces like, uh, it doesn't smell so good out here. And um, I was trying to get some family members and things to say, like, hey, Go get my parents to help me out with this situation. This isn't good. As, as like hundreds of people are walking by me, standing right there in the corner, uh, probably everyone knew what was going on. But uh, this was my situation at a young age. This is probably my, one of my earliest memories in life. And my cousin came out and he said, what's that smell? And he looked at me and he's like, What is that smell? And I was like, I don't know what he's talking about, dude. I don't, I don't smell anything. It smells, it smells fantastic out here. And he's like, What is that smell? And he said, Did you poop your pants? I said, That's ridiculous. Uh, Of course, I did not poop my pants. I'm a three-year-old. Are you kidding me? I'm potty trained. I I wouldn't do such a thing. No, I did not poop my pants. Everything is good. Come on. I did not poop my pants in any way. You're ridiculous. And I said, in fact, this was my logic, and this is the way I thought I could get away with You pooped your pants. I think you did it. And I believe you did it, and you're trying to hide it by telling uh, everybody that I pooped my pants. Now, would you go get my parents? Because I have something that I would like to talk to them about. And he was like, he's like, no, you pooped your pants. And I'm like, I did not poop my pants. I did not. And um, I... This is why I don't tell this story uh, around adults, and I I typically tell it around teens. Uh, I happened to be firmly in the 80s where you wore short shorts, and short shorts don't give you a lot of uh, uh, place to hide. And there was, let's just say, uh, there was some some things dripping out of my pants. Let's just say that, okay? I'll, I'll just leave it at that. And he's like, look, you pooped your pants. some points in time, we live a life where we're pretending so much. We're looking around at everybody else and hypocritically saying, you hooped your pants. (laughs) This is is good theological stuff, isn't it? How many times am I going to say this? Yeah, yeah. Uh, We look around at others and we're sitting there in an absolute mess. A disaster. And we can't hide from that. And we look so incredibly silly looking around, looking at the world, trying to pretend, trying to, trying to point at others, trying to, trying to like just say, you know what, everybody else is a mess and my life is all put together. And the reality is God looks at us and says, I know that you have sinned. I know who you are. I see through everything. I know all of your thoughts, all of your motives, all of that. And I still love you. But it's time for you to admit and confess who you are. Hypocrisy just destroys you from the inside. And everybody knows. Everybody realizes it. Stop. Don't be a hypocrite. Because how it starts and... In the world of our relationship with God is it always starts with us admitting we're wrong. Always starts like that. It always starts with us saying, God, I'm sorry. I repent. I'm wrong. And that's why hypocrisy is so dangerous. It's because hypocrisy is a world where we're trying to deny the reality of where we're at. We're trying to deny the reality of who we are, and we're trying to pretend in some way or another that everything's okay, and we're righteous, and it's all right, and there's nothing I have to hide from. But the reality is, is if we want to be honest in our relationship with God, it starts with admitting that we're wrong. So here's the commitment that I hope that you'll make as a person of faith. If you believe there's a God that sees through it all, a God that sees through it all, then make a commitment today that these are things that are going to be a part of your life. Number one, no pretending. I'm going to stop pretending. Stop pretending when, you know, I think everything is all right and I want everyone to think well of me. I'm going to stop pretending. Number two is this. be quick to admit you're wrong. When you make an error, when you make a mistake... When you sin, be quick to admit that and say, I was wrong in that situation. Don't try to double down. Don't try to argue your way out. Don't try to, like, justify your actions. Don't try to, like, trick other people. Don't tell white lies. Don't manipulate situations. Don't paint things, like, to to look like it's to your advantage. Don't do any of that. Don't have it be any part of your life because we know that God sees right through it all, Right? And if we're honest, probably others do as well. But no, I'm making a commitment that hypocrisy won't take root in my life. So I won't do any of these things that are trying in a way to justify where I'm at. The honest truth about where I'm at. So number one, stop pretending. Number two, be quick to admit wrong. And the third one is be quick to forgive others. Be quick to forgive others as scripture tells us there's an intimate connection between how we forgive others and how God forgives us. Because the hypocrisy really comes down hard when we look at the world and criticize others so much and are not willing to extend forgiveness and grace to others when our life really is a mess. When you start pointing at others and saying, you pooped your pants. That's when you're really doubling down on the hypocrisy. Really doubling down on what God says is a, a real problem that needs to stop. So let's be clear in life. That if you spend too much time and attention trying to present that things are okay. The reality is, is it'll take attention off really Becoming deeper in our own lives. And really making the things that matter more significant. God knows it all. Stop pretending. Be quick to say sorry. And be quick to forgive. Will you pray with me? God, my life is not perfect. My relationships are not perfect. And there's so much, so much that I need to improve on. So God, I, I pray that you'd help me not to pretend, but help me to be brutally honest with myself. Cause you see all things. So God, I pray hypocrisy would not be any, any part of my life. invite you to take a moment right now and just to be open to admit to God in your own private prayers the areas of your life where hypocrisy exists areas of your life where you're pretending and just admit to God what God already knows and then ask God to help you So, God, we ask you to forgive us. Forgive us for our sins. And, God, I pray that you'd help us not to pretend to be in a right relationship with you. Pretend to be righteous, but instead we would be in a right relationship with you. Not because of our perfection or sinless life, but, God, because... We're honest. And we're sincere when we say we're sorry. And we're sincere in wanting to grow. So God, we pray for forgiveness. We know you see all. So forgive us of our sins, we pray. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.